Hi, thanks for joining us on another episode of Teacher Nerds Podcast. Joe and Ron are self-proclaimed teacher nerds geeking out on all things education. They are looking to move educational practices out of the 1900s factory worker model to a student-driven classroom full of empathetic, creative, and collaborative students who are willing to take risks. Joe and Ron welcome you to join discussions they used to have privately, where they discussed educational tools, techniques, ideas, policies, and much more. Joe is a third grade teacher and Ron a technology teacher for grades three to eight. Thank you for listening and becoming one of the teacher nerds. Check us out on teachernerds.com and that's nerds with a Z. Find us on Instagram at teacher nerds podcast or on Twitter at teacher nerds. And now a word from a sponsor. Four, have you heard about the nerds? What's the word? Teacher nerds. You can tweet them out on Twitter. You can find them on the gram. After listening to their podcast, you'd be sitting there like, bam! Trying to take the teaching from one level to the next. Reaching up to Canada and down to Mexico. Gotta go. Teacher nerds. Start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Teacher Nerds Podcast. I'm Ron Nober. I'm Joe DiPaolo. I'm a technology teacher, third grade to eighth grade. I teach third grade. All right. And we have a special guest with us today. Uh, we have Spencer Sharp from Indiana. Welcome, Spencer. No, thank you for having me. I'm so excited we finally got to do this. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, Spencer and I have kind of known each other through <laughs> Twitter um, for, I guess, a little, little less than a year. So, Spencer, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So, um, my name is Spencer Sharp. I teach at a really small school that's, like, in the middle of a cornfield um, <laughs> in Indiana. And it's kind of crazy. I was talking to Ron about it earlier. Um, basically, what happened was I graduated, and I graduated with a concentration in science, um, mathematics, and engineering because before I was a business major, and I – always excelled in math. So I already took like calculus too. So they're like, you already pretty much have a concentration in that. So do that. And, um, my now principal called me and I actually applied for a kindergarten job, which now I'm like, I don't know how I could have ever done that. I think that would have killed me because kindergarten is crazy. <laughs> and, um, she said, Hey, do you want to take this STEM position? And I'm like, Oh, you know, what's it all entitled? She said, well, there's just a big room right now. And there's four tables in it with just a bunch of junk on it. There's no curriculum. There's no money do you want to do it? And I remember telling my wife, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do that. And then I met and talked with her. And it's one of those things I tell a lot of people when you're making, you know, I help a lot of schools in Indiana set up STEM programs or makerspace. I said, as long as your visions align, it usually is successful. And both of our visions were kind of the same thing as far as what we wanted out of the program and what we hoped it would bring. So uh, three years later, here I am um, awesome. doing some more and more each year, and I've really enjoyed it. It's been fun, and I could not be a regular classroom teacher, I don't think. Like, if I went back to a regular classroom, I'd probably still just use STEM all the time just because I think the kids love it, and I think I get a lot out of them. So, Well, I, I think as a, as a classroom teacher, if, if you come into it with the STEM background, I think you'll be able to weave it in so much better. Um, yes. Because, yeah. like, even Ron and I talk, there's – and, and I'm not going to talk like this isn't my episode to talk. So I'm not going to say much. Right. <laughs> just once a month, you know, I, 
third grade, we do bring it in and, and base mm -hmm. it off like language arts and, and science mm -hmm. um, and social studies because you, when you said it, like the kids get into it. And, and oh, yeah. you know, I, I love, and Ron will tell you, when, when the kids don't want to leave your room for the, you know, I get it, they go from third to fourth grade or everything that's happening now, you know, like why does it happen when we're in Mrs. Bray and Mr. DePaulo's class? You know, like that's, and it's because we, we bring that stuff into the classroom because yeah. kids that normally wouldn't shine now can shine. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because they're not all test takers. And, and when you give them that chance, that's, I mean, yeah. fun with it. And, and at eight years old, you know, you talk about the Legos and stuff. If you don't have that stuff and then by the time they get to sixth, seventh and eighth grade, you know, Ron and I have talked about it before they get, they don't have the guts to take the chance. Right, right. You know, like that that creativity. Um, so no, that I after all that's that shoes with a cause. You'd crush it, and and you know, maybe your your <laughs> team, your team members might be like, "Yo, this guy's out of control." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but but I'll tell you what. In June, Ron, what happened last year? Right, that uh, my whole team came at me and said, "Can you design something <laughs> that lasts over the course of of the week?" And I'm like, yeah. "Hell yeah, let's do it." And that's kind of, I think, the cool part, too, is, like, a lot of times in Indiana, like, over the last two years especially, I've spoke at, like, a lot of districts and schools, and I'll have teachers come up to me, and they're like, well, this doesn't apply to me because I teach, you know, this subject. And I remember this one lady, like I said, you know, it's such a big buy-in thing and such a mind switch for the teacher, the students, everybody. And she's like, well, I teach language arts. I can't teach it. And I'm like, you absolutely could. I was yeah, like, you could can. take a yeah. book. You could find a problem inside the book. I was like, yep. you could design curriculum around that fact right there. And she actually like emailed me a book and I never read the book. And I like went and kind of like did spark notes on it. And then I said, well, here's what I would do. And I kind of outlined it. And she's like, oh, that's so awesome. Right. She's like, how long that take you? And I'm like, it's just like a mind switch. Like now that my right. mind works this way, when I hear that, I was like, I just did that like in like half hour. And well, it's one of those things, like you said, the kids love it then. And then I was like, they're going to be pumped to actually read this book. Cause I was like, I can't tell you how many times in high school, my high school teachers like read this book, we're doing a quiz over it. And I just didn't read it because I thought that was so dumb. I'm like, that, right. I feel like I'm not going to learn anything, you know? So I, I got through most of college without, I exactly. Mean, I, yeah. I didn't read my first book cover to cover till I was mm -hmm. 20 some odd years old. Yeah. And, and, and I've given countless book reports and Ron, were they, no, they weren't called spark notes. What were they? Cliff notes. Cliff notes. Right? Cliff notes yeah. Cliff yeah. Notes. You know, so like, <laughs> I, I and and that's why when when I see all the all the books that the kids have today, like our classroom library is stacked, mm -hmm. and, and I don't know if maybe we didn't have those options as as a kid, yeah. or or it was the fact that the last teacher I liked was my third grade teacher, and and yeah. teacher was so sit there, you know, we were diagramming sentences and and mm -hmm. notes and right. I, I hated school and and the, Ron, what was the 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 article you shared today? Like the the best thing I took out of that is kids don't hate to learn; they hate to school. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It was a uh, Will Richardson article. Um, I, I, I couldn't remember. I think it was today. Richardson. Yeah, it was. Yep. This was, was it a, Richardson. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'll share it with you, Spencer, if you want to say it. Yes, I definitely would. And, and then the fact that, you know, these poor kids, you're going from a teacher that's all into it, you know, maybe one period, and then your next mm -hmm. teacher is, you know, he said, uh, they might have a teacher who, if he sees your phone, like, you're getting written up. <laughs> right. And then somebody who wants you to use your phone next period. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's, we'll, we'll jump in with our two yes more, one no way. 
Um, and we're, we're recording this episode on April 28th. So we're still in for us in New Jersey. And I think you Spencer in Indiana yeah. are still in quarantine, social mm -hmm. distancing. Um, okay. so we're going to do, uh, Quarantine food cravings. Uh, two yes more, one no way. It's time for two yes more, one no way. All right, uh, Spencer, you're our guest. Do you want to go first or do you want to have one of us model it for you? Or <laughs> Yeah, someone can model it for me just because I want to make sure I understand it right. <laughs> All right, Joe, you want to go or you want me to go? I'll, I'll go. This is, right. this is an easy one for me. Um, we've been ordering a, a, a lot of takeout. And uh, one of my favorite go-tos is pizza. So pizza once, twice, sometimes even three times a week. Um, <laughs> so my, my second one, and, and usually I, I mean, I, I'm going to say I usually eat good. And I just said I ate pizza three times a week. <laughs> With, uh, when we shop, like usually we don't hit the sugary aisles and, and the snacks. Um, the, I've been having a, a, I guess a cheat and licorice, chocolate licorice by Twizzlers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes uh, Stacy will come home with two packs, like a uh, chocolate and then like cherry pull and peel. So the, the, those are some tough weeks for me. Because uh, <laughs> I do, I, I have a sweet tooth. And my one no way, when when all of this happened, I guess I went shopping on March, I guess it was either the day before or the day after St. Patrick's Day. So I was trying to load up on staples and there was nothing left. So I'm, I'm just grabbing what I thought were black beans. And it was uh, cream of black bean soup. Is, uh, <laughs> is what I grabbed, um, and 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 I grabbed like all these bags of white rice, and then like twelve bag cans of that what I thought were black beans. And uh, guess what? We still have in the pantry. Yeah, so we yeah. probably will have continually in the pantry. Well, you know what's funny? Stacy's like, well, I like, I guess eventually I'll eat. Like Stacy will eat anything, right? Um, and and since she's our banker, she's you know she's not gonna let it go to waste. Right. But uh, but I definitely that that's my one no way. All right. Do you want you want to give it a roll, Spencer? Yeah. So right. talking about carry out here um, in Decatur, we actually have a small barbecue restaurant. Nice. And that's, we, we love it. And it's really, really good. I like cooking barbecue too. So when we're not getting carry out from there, I cook barbecue. I have like a couple smokers actually. I like doing it. It's kind of fun for me. Wait, you so, have a couple smokers? Yeah, I got, well, I got one a couple years ago and then I talked my wife into let me buy another one. Uh, and then I, and then I built one, of course, oh, right. I'm a STEM right. teacher. So, <laughs> so yeah, I have, I have a little too many. I have too many of them. So I like using them though. And my buddies and me in the summer, we like to do barbecue competitions. So I'm a pretty big rib guy. I would say ribs right now. I've had ribs more often than I probably should during quarantine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then my next thing you're talking about sweet tooth. So this actually changed from what I kind of wrote down. Um, my wife came home with a five pound bag of, sour gummy worms oh yeah oh, wow yeah. five pound bag <laughs> yeah yeah and i was playing video games with my buddies the one night and i looked and i was just snacking on them i looked over and it was like almost gone i'm like that is not good, honestly. <laughs> so that's one thing i'm like man that was really good and if she got it again it wouldn't be good but i really liked it um yeah. and then the thing that i'm like i'm a i'm kind of a person you say at your house like your wife like i'll eat anything the only thing I will not eat is bananas, and it's purely a texture thing. Like, I'm just not a big bananas guy. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, my wife my wife likes them, and they're at our house, so I'm like, no way. I would never – that's the one thing I wouldn't eat in the house. How about, like, in a shake? Like, in a, in a sh shake? 
yeah like sometimes like i'll drink protein shakes and i've had like a banana chocolate one yeah. That doesn't bother me as much. It's just more or less the texture. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. I'm really, It's like the only thing I won't eat. So. And we go through bananas and eggs like like they're going out of style in our house. And bananas <laughs> and eggs are right. protein. Yeah, um, there you go. Man, that would crush me. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so mine, I would say the one thing I'm craving that I haven't gotten would be a good big burger. Ooh. You know, not like a McDonald's Burger King burger, but like, you know, Joe, you know, yeah. our Jersey diner burgers, uh, you know, isn't, like, isn't the diner open? Vincenttown is not. Oh. It is completely shut down. I did not know that. Yeah. Red Lion Diner. We have two diners about mm-hmm. equal distance from my house in the town where we live. Um, and both the one is open, the one is closed. And Vincenttown has some crazy burgers and like choice good burgers yeah yeah really really good burgers and the other thing i i we did some takeout and i got a shrimp scallop and crab meat uh pasta fra diavolo so a little spicy with penne red sauce where was Um, that from from upper crust was it good from a pizza place yeah it was, it was really good. You got a pizza place yeah. that was 40 miles from the beach. Yeah. You are brave. Yo, it was good. Huh. I've, been, um, I've been craving seafood and, and prime rib, not necessarily the burger, but prime rib. Yeah. And, uh, man, you got uh, Ron. And my one no way has to be we have way too much soup in the house. And I've had way – because we stocked up. Mm. You know, and I've had I've had my my fill of soup. I'm kind of done with soup. <laughs> we made soup today. There's soup. Uh, we're having soup for dinner tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm good, man. House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was a little fun. Yeah. So Spencer, hold on, Spencer. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be texting you for some rib stuff. Yeah. <laughs> do do it. Absolutely. I, totally sh- I we have. Oh man, I'm a, with especially with the summer off. That's yeah. A, usually we usually we get like two or three barbecue competitions in, but the ones that we do, they're they're not. They well, one of them they said they're not doing. The other two they said they're unsure. So. Yeah, Ron, that should be. We should do a meet like this again, and everyone bring their own barbecue. Yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Another <laughs> podcast show. <laughs> um, you know, Spencer, you and I, we we kind of connected over Twitter on. I had done this shoes for a cause project in the fall and uh, Chris Woods had put it up, put up something about a, a shoe project and I commented on what I did and you had commented and we connected and, you know, in the, the winter we came up with the shoes for a cause project and you were, you kind of made the biggest impact into what happened with it um, by saying, Hey, let's auction them off. You know, and that was, it was awesome. We brought the SDGs in, we brought STEM in, you know, and then auctioned them off. And I, I think it, we wound up raising over $450 for the, the tag mm-hmm. schools in Africa. So right, it was so cool. Uh, how did your kids like the project? Honestly, I thought it, like my favorite part about it was, and you were saying how I was such a big part of it. I feel like you were such a big part of it. And I actually, <laughs> right before we like got the quarantine thing going on um, with everybody, um, our school board had a meeting and they recognized that project for our oh, school. That's awesome. So I, got, awesome. so I had, yeah, so I had to get up and I had to talk about it and 
they probably got sick of hearing your name because I said like 10 <laughs> times, like, yeah, I learned so much. And I was like, it's so cool because we got to, you know, kind of partner with the school. And I was like, I was like, you know, maybe next year we do a Google Meet or we get to hang yeah. out and see them. I was like, we want to do more and more with each year. And the school board members thought it was really cool. And then on the other end, I thought it was cool. And my students got, thought it was cool because like I showed them the Google site and that got them really excited about Google, you know, Google site and making um, websites. So next oh, year, cool. yeah. So next year my kids want to put all their projects on like a Google um, site. So That's they basically awesome. want to have like a portfolio online. Awesome. So I mean, just even doing the project like that, like I said, helped. And also I think um, that was the first time I've ever used the SDGs. Right. I've heard of them prior, but like when you told me, I was like, I heard of it never really had time to kind of explore them and get into them. And I thought that was really cool because then when the kids presented, at least in my room, I got to find out what they were passionate about. Right. And, and I thought I, that was neat. Yeah, it was pretty cool because, you know, obviously we couldn't do that project or time and, and this whole, mm. you know, pandemic kind of took away from that project a little bit, this marking period. Right. But I, I worked with the art teacher and we had them do something similar and it is, it's, it's amazing when you see the passion that comes alive when they take one of these problems that are out there. And Joe, I know you, you know, you with the koala. Well, and, and like, project. well, you were saying like, not just, you know, like something that's out there, something that's out there that they're into that they care about, you know, and, and it's, and it's, you know, they're interested in things and, and to, mm -hmm. to, to what's it called? Like to take the, the, the shackles off, right. And to let them yeah. hold on something. That's yeah. that's it, and and we did start with the SDGs, and and it was all based on seeing, uh, you know, Dr. Jennifer Williams, and yep. and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, we could do this, and 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 it just rolled, it rolled into persuasive writing so easily, and you know, writing speeches, and and with we video and public service announcements, and it just so and happened that everything coincided with the the bushfires, and and the kids were like, can we do something with this? It, yeah, you do whatever you yeah. want. And, and it's, it was after a couple of weeks, you know, we raised over, our goal was 200. It, it went, I think, almost three weeks. And we ended up raising a little bit over $500 that we're sending to the Adelaide Koala Rescue in, uh, in Australia. And, they, and we saw that off of an episode of Bondi Vet. So, right. so like, you know, the kids are seeing the bushfires on the news, things, you know, they, they're passionate about this. Um, and they're like, it does fit under the SDGs cause it's all about land. And, and so like now they're hearing things on the news at home and, right. you know, making those connections to what's going on at school. So it's not just, there is no divide, like going to school and then coming home from school. Yeah. It's, it's, it's learnings all over the place. And, mm -hmm. you know, so it was probably about three weeks and we would, you know, it was lunch periods and, and we uh, teamed up with another classroom and, and this other teacher and she had three other adults in the room, all the legwork they did. And it, and it was, it was just because, so there was probably 30 of, uh, 30 students, 10, 10 from the other room, 20 from mine. And that are just running every day. It was like health lessons and, and Spencer, we run an RTI period. Which okay. uh, do, are you guys familiar with RTI? And uh, yeah. mm -hmm. okay, so you know if we we give them time to do Spark projects if they're not re receiving other services, so they mm -hmm. do have like three periods of a week where they're like, can can I do this? And and then it was brought into a health project. I mean, it just snowballed, and then it came into reading where all right, well we got to read about bushfires, and and the right. kids are using we video, and Ron does the morning announcements. So our kids are on the morning announcements for the schools talking about, you know, all, 
oh, well, what's a bushfire? Well, a bushfire happens. And and these kids are walking through the school and they're like, yo, that's McKinley, that's Curran. And and all of a sudden, like these, these little kids are like making a difference. So it all stops. And the little girl goes, why does it have to stop? And I was like, Sarah, (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) I I guess it doesn't have to stop. I said, we can, Mm -hmm. we can, you know, pursue it in a different manner. But, uh, and, and it was great because Ron had just got the printer machine. Yeah. So as, a, as all 30 kids, we came together and, and they decided on the name Dollars for Koalas um, after, you know, a bunch of names were put up and voted on. Uh, same with uh, designs and logos. And the one design won out, got printed mm-hmm. on a poster. And, you know, like there was all this came together from eight and nine-year-old kids. Right. And, and that to me, that's the amazing thing. And, and the fact oh, yeah. that they don't want it to end and, and, you know, they're excited about coming back to school and doing things. And, and we mm-hmm. started a, a news network showcasing what the kids are doing. And, and Ron, I put up a Flipgrid channel as uh, I guess their way to sign on and tell me like what I want to do. And I always right. on and say, all right, I'm going to try and get in contact with your parents. You know, we'll set up a meet. Um, and it's like, they're passionate about things and, and it's just so cool to, to see them foster. And they're like, I want to come back to school. Cause I got to do this. I, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, like let's not come back this year. Like, yeah. we, we can do it all from home. And, and I, right. know, you know, they miss, they miss our time in the class. And, and, yeah. and I said to me, that's, that's the worst thing because the third marking period, we do trimesters. Mm-hmm. The third trimester in our class to me is the best time to be in there. You right. Know? All, all the grunt work, I don't want to say mm-hmm. is done because we still have the state testings coming up. And, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it's almost like we can have so much more fun because they understand how the room works. And, and by, you know, January, February, we're a well-oiled machine. Right. You know, March 3rd marking period comes and it's a lot more maker projects, <laughs> a lot more, you know, with UDL mm-hmm. and a lot less of us saying this is how we do it. Now it's it's doing it. And you know, it's, right. it stinks because yeah, I know it. It's so much fun when when you go. Mm-hmm. I guess it could be so much fun when you're when you're there. Yeah, and especially with those kind of projects too. Like um, for the, for, I mean, for the shoes for the cause project, I actually turned that into the state because I'm a PBL trainer for our state, so I get to train other teachers. And they thought that was like the coolest project ever. That's and awesome. I remember being like, it was, and they were like, oh, you could have done it, you know. You could have kept on doing this and this is because, I mean, they have like 97 trainers. So we give each other feedback. And I was like, man, by the end of it, you're so tired. But then when you're done, I remember like um, messaging you on Twitter and being like, oh, next year we could do this. Next year we could get more teachers to do it. We could do this. So it's cool because each, like you said, each, I mean, you could always do more and the kids want to do more. And that's how you know it's working. You know, I mean, that's good teaching practice I think when they come to me and they say oh you know I really want to do this or I know one of my students actually went on and bought their shoes um they asked no, their did they really? they, yeah <laughs> they asked their parents if they could use their allowance which I actually wow that's awesome cool. so that's cool. they, I think they they spent like 60 bucks wow and she was and she was pumped about it and I was like that is so cool that you want your shoes She's like yeah and now I want to be a designer and I thought that was really cool too because now she's you smart into, yeah yeah career and before that honestly with that kid she the biggest thing was she just didn't really try that hard in school because she just didn't see the point and that was so me like you were saying earlier there's so many kids that aren't test takers like I wasn't a test taker I didn't do well on tests 
And I was always questioning my teacher. I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, this seems so pointless. Right. And that's like one of my things in my room. I'm like, if I do something, I want to be able to look at a kid and say, you know, well, this applies to this in your life, or this is something that you can take with you, or, you know, this is something you're passionate about, so you should do it. And I think that's the biggest thing when we're doing different projects. And when I do different things in my room, I try to, you know, make sure that, you know, it's something a kid wants to do and wants to be there rather than making them feel miserable all the time. Cause I, I mean, we all remember being in that teacher's room where yeah. we just felt miserable the whole time. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be that teacher. That's not why I did. I mean, I do what I do. And I think that's the biggest thing. And, and I know in my beginning, this is my 13th year. I think in the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, my, my teaching career, I was that teacher, you know, like mm-hmm. I didn't know any better. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I might've yelled at a kid and well, probably not might've, I yelled at a kid, you know, and, <laughs> and, and you know, taking a recess because you didn't have your homework. And now I'm like, right. you don't have homework. Good for you. High five. You went out and played like, you know, <laughs> so I think that my whole outlook on thing has, has changed so much, but, and even going into it, I'm like, I'll never be that, you know, I, I won't yeah. say the lady's name, but I won't, I'll never be such and such. And I'm, yep. and, and I'm like, man, I might've, you know, I might not have, I was fun and you know, it was always a good time, but Mm-hmm. the discipline sometimes might have been to uh, not scream but you know what i'm saying like uh, yeah. spencer what grade what grade are your kids mine i actually get k through six i get the whole elementary building. oh wow okay yeah so yeah, the so way you're kind of in my boat too like yeah i'm three to three to eight mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so i'll get like a sixth grade group i got like every grade is split into four groups and i'll get a group per week for about 50 to 55 minutes so okay. And the nice part, like you were saying, like routine wise with my, the way my rotation works, um, we'll use the engineering design process kind of, or most of the time, and we'll kind of adapt it to like the PBL model if we need to, or another type of model, maybe uh, depending on the project, but they know like Monday that w- they come in, we'll talk about the problem in their groups. They'll do a little research and then we'll share and then they draw it up and then they build it and then we test it and then we redesign. But like the shoe project for me took like a couple months so it actually right. took a couple weeks and it looks so much different for the kids but they actually enjoyed it because um usually they get to kind of like do research on their own i kind of oversee it whereas a lot of the shoe stuff was new to me too so we were all kind of doing research together and it was kind of fun for me because i found myself like googling things with them because they're like well my shoe fits but when i press down because they would wear them when it when i press down my foot comes out and i'm like well how do shoe companies prevent that from happening and I, I, I was stunned by how much science was behind a shoe. Like, yeah, I was right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I was, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Cause I remember like after you, my first group, it's always hard because then I got to kind of pretend to teach like I did for that second right, group. Right, right. Yeah. So that second group, I remember being like, you are going to learn so much science about a shoe. And they looked at me and they're like, that is the dumbest thing. Said <laughs> right. And I'm like, you wait, you just wait and see. So <laughs> But you, so that's, you're bringing science into everyday life. And, right. yep. you know, like mm-hmm. that's all of a sudden now there's a reason to pay attention in science class. Exactly, yeah. Had you done a, a project with a, another class, like from another state before? This was my first time. It was, it was my first doing it with a, like a different, yeah, different yeah. state, different school like that. So I enjoyed yeah. it. I wish there was like a website where you could like go find teachers like that. Hey. And do, like, I was hey, like, there's, a, awesome. there's an idea. you heard it here first that's right um we need the rights to that yeah right (laughs) so why don't you 
go into a little bit, you know, I know you have your, your website, the Sharpman mm -hmm. Builder website, and I know you have mm -hmm. your teachers paid teachers and you, you, you put a lot of, a lot of cool content on there. Um, mm -hmm. Can you, you know, give us a little bit of insight into that? Yeah. So, um, like I said earlier, um, with everything going on, everything is so much different than it used to be, um, with remote learning. So just doing some different things, like even last week, I will usually write up curriculum. And if I think it's cool and other teachers would like it, I put it on my store or my website. Um, one I recently did that I thought was cool is I did a mask project. So my kids all made masks from different materials at their home. And then we talked about like air quality, why a mask is important. And a lot of parents actually reached out to me and they're like, man, this made my kid feel really comfortable during a difficult time. Wow, that's really cool. And, yeah, and the testing behind it was cool too. I, I did a video. I think I might have put it on Twitter. Um, I, I made a mask and I put it on and then my wife threw like light lit, um, material at me, like flour, for example, to see if it would pass through my mask in any way. Because um, she works at a hospital, so I'm like, hey, how does an N95 mask work? Right, right, right. Yeah, so I figured out that the N95 actually stands for 95% of particles. So when you're wearing an N95, it gets 95% of part unwanted particles away from your mouth. Wow. And she said that when they get fitted at work, they put it on and they ask you, they put you in a room and they say, hey, can you taste something? And they basically put stuff in the air that you should be able to not be able to taste if your mask fits correctly. Oh, wow. So that's okay. when I, I came up with like throwing stuff at the mask. So all these parents are throwing flour at their kid's face. I was going to say, and your wife got to throw <laughs> yeah, stuff at you. Yeah. So like, it was all good. <laughs> yeah. So she, she's like, this is the coolest project you've done by far. Like, I know. <laughs> but then I had a bunch of parents be like, that was really fun. So that's one I did recently. And lately I've been, I've just been trying to make um, different products like that. And lately I've been trying to do like cool, fun stuff. Like right beside me, the, even though this kind of looks like trash right now, I did a, uh, video i'm gonna i'm gonna start a youtube channel i think just because i've never done it and i've always been kind of nervous to do it just because i'm like i don't know how good it'll be but now do it do it do it so i made a video today of like um one of the projects i'm gonna upload uh for my kids where we make a newspaper stool and then i'm gonna upload that to my store so a lot of times i just like to do stuff that i know is going to be educational fun there's going to be a little bit of science behind it and i always explain that part and i think the cool part is um, at least with my students, I always say when I tell them something like, hey, you're going to learn about kinetic energy and this project about roller coasters. When I was a kid, when my teacher told me that, one ear out the other, did not hear it. But I was like, if I build it or I watched a video about it or I thought something was cool, I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. So right. I always like to have, you know, different videos from YouTube, different ways for them to learn. And I just, I don't know, I'm just really passionate about doing hands-on learning like that. Just like, I mean, I feel like you guys are a lot like me in school. Like you were just like, you know, I feel like there's so many kids out there that are so smart, but so undervalued. Oh yeah. And it's, well, and it's nuts. It really is. <laughs> when you see it, I, I mean, I, I think I've seen now being in this distance learning environment, there are some of the students that, you know, and I've said this to Joe that in the past were not your thriving students in class. Mm -hmm but in this distance learning environment are crushing it. Oh yeah. And then mm -hmm. some of the students who are your high flyers are struggling a little bit because it's not, there, there is no game to school right now. I'm not going to tell you there, you know, what's on a test cause I'm not really given a test and it's, it's more about being in charge of your own learning at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, that's been really neat to see. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, that's like, I think the coolest part about this and like even, 
so this was during the school year and then talking about this this is kind of like a cool story i like to tell more recently to people there's this kid at our school and he is i would say probably two or three grade levels above where he needs to be but he's so bored because they're just teaching him things and he gets in trouble all the time but he never gets in trouble in my room so right there for about like six months of this last year they're like hey if he's good can he come down to your room and just hang out and, <laughs> and i'm like yeah that's fine with me so he started coming down to my room and i gave him a tote had some wires had some 3d had a 3d pin in it um, battery, some other stuff. And I'm like, here, I want you to build a car. Cause I knew he loved cars and he built a car in like a couple months and he learned so much from that. And I'm like, I didn't even necessarily tell him anything. So I, <laughs> I think so much of the time it's about that kind of stuff. And he actually, um, the other day messaged me on Instagram. I don't know why he, cause I, he did on my sharp, the builder account. He's like, Hey, how you doing Mr. Sharp? And I was like, Oh, good. I was like, Are, have you been, you know, doing your homework and stuff? He's like, you know me, I'll get it done at the last minute. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. And I was like, and then for sixth grade, I let them pick their own project. I had a list. And then one of them said, create your own. And I said, I thought of you when I thought I'd create your own. I said, what are you going to do? He's like, oh, I don't know. He goes, I haven't started, which isn't good that he hasn't started. But I was like, I think you should do something really cool, you know, with something you're passionate about. And he's like, well, I've been working on my dirt bike. I'm like, work on your dirt bike, do something cool to it. And I was like, literally send it to me. And that's fine. I was like, send me a flip grid. Well, we have like a flip grid of all of our projects going on right now. I'm like, mm -hmm. just post in there. And I was like, I just want to know what you're doing. He's like, that could be that's STEM. I'm like, yeah, it's STEM. And so much of the time with this remote learning, I feel like the kids now are in charge of their learning and they take so much like pride and passion. Yeah, in it, right? Absolutely. And I've had so many kids like reach out to me being like, Oh, like I've been working on this project. Can I zoom you just to show you? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, I love that you're excited about this during this time and you're learning something. It's not like you're sitting around, you know, just filling out and copy and pasting, you know, right. some assignment, you know, you're actually learning and applying something. That's, that's why I did the, our news network, because one of the, mm -hmm. one of my criteria is to come on and tell us about what you were doing. It has mm -hmm. to be about something outside of school. Like I, I don't, you know, everyone has a chance to do reading homework or to do math homework. Like exactly. I don't care about that. That's not mm -hmm. what the news story is about. Um, and, and it was like, it's, it's, it's cool to see them take, take ownership. Now we have, we have, bright kids that are doing just like little Mickey Mouse things and you mm -hmm. know like posting questions like I don't know why something is here as opposed to like we just silly things and and that's right. that's what I think is is cool that when we go and have those meets with with our groups of kids and we're not that we call anyone out because I would never want to call anyone out you know in a bad way in public but I do want students to know like yo you did something wrong. Um, but then, you know, you, obviously you compliment them, but, but the kids that are getting a majority of these compliments normally wouldn't be getting those types of compliments right. in, you know, in, mm -hmm. in for the stuff they're doing. Um, and you know, it might at third grade, it might be because there's a parent at home and, and where we we're in the uh, inclusion classroom. So it's myself and a special ed teacher. Right. Um, and, and that we do a lot of small group and, you know, with all of the kids, but to be able to have someone there with you one-on-one -on -one all the time, you know, like that's, that's almost a perfect scenario. If you, if that person is going to, you know, back off when they need to and, and let you struggle, um, which that's why, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not grading. We're, we're commenting, you know, we're, but, but mm -hmm. I see kids doing stuff. So I'm like, Psh, 
that's a hundred. And and if it's not yeah. grammatically correct, if you if you missed a comma or or you know we we're doing fairy tale adaptations and these kids are writing these phenomenal beginnings. I read one today, no punctuation, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Right now, I'm not grading punctuation. What I'm grading exactly. is your your ideas. Like, are you able to mm -hmm. take original fairy tale and adapt and and do the things we've talked about, like show not tell, and you know, right. I mean, I'm like hundred. You're the you know you, you rock. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, one one kid's doing the uh, oh, what was it? Little red rock. No, oh the instead of the gingerbread man, the ninja bread man. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm like. Yeah. Hit, you no, know, and there's you your know. STEM project. Make some some of his tools for <laughs> well, the Ninja right. Bread Man, right? There you go. Like, <laughs> well, you know, and and that's it. You know, and and a lot of the parents that I'm talking to, you know, they're we do two assignments a day. So so it's it's math and science one day, reading and writing the the next day, I like that. math and social studies the third day reading and writing again the fourth day and then friday is a what i need day so no no new curriculum no 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 instruction mm -hmm. we have our meets if kids need to catch up on anything you know that's that's what friday's for um and this is a fairy tale unit normally we would write three or four fairy tales um and we're looking for the kids to do like an hour day of academic work um and then you know i have a website where there's hey use we video to make a commercial about a book or hey look at these four different activities here's there was a 30-day lego challenge uh i think it was chris woods was it ron uh did the leaf project someone i saw on twitter do like you know so, so I, think I, him. Yeah, little, I think it was him yeah it was him you know like so there's all those little extra things up there um but <laughs> Normally we would write four fairy tales I'm not, or four adaptations and then their yeah. own. I'm like, you know what? Let's write your own fairy tale over the course of the next mm -hmm. two weeks. And then we'll have two weeks to say, all right, now what's this character in this fairy tale need? Let's prototype it. Let's make it. Let's mm -hmm. do it. And is it going to help with writing? Maybe not writing a fairy tale, but you know what? Like then they could say, you know, this is a how-to website on how I made mm -hmm. the Ninja Bread Man's uh, staff or, you know, something like that. To, His spaghetti yeah. staff. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, to, you know, to, to just make, not that school can't be fun, but from here on out, you know, like if I can get these kids through a fairy tale genre and have them understand beginning, middle, and end, you know, all the stuff from narrative writing, great. Now let's have fun with it because. Yeah. And I think, too, a lot of times it's like if, you have an idea like that where kids are really pumped about it. Like I know me when I'm like really pumped about an idea, I'm more willing to learn about something and take criticism. You know what I mean? And that's right. like, even in my classroom, when we test, I just tell the kids, I'm like my, I always use this model. Like, I don't know who I even borrowed this from. Um, but I always say, give that group two things that you thought was great about their testing. And one thing that you wish they would change. And that, like, one thing, they're always like, oh, I never thought about that. Right. And, I mean, it's something that usually they notice because they might have picked up on something a little bit more. And I feel like just, like, that little bit about an idea you're passionate about, you're more willing to change something so small or something little, like punctuation, you know. We, we talk in uh, third grade, we use the tag system for that because we, we do something and then show, like, we want to showcase our stuff to get that mm -hmm. feedback. So on, like, websites that we put in Google Classroom, we'll say, don't just say it's cool. We have to use yep. the, tag, the tag system to respond. So tell them what you liked, ask them a question if you didn't understand and then give a suggestion. Yeah. And it is cool to see, you know, little, I guess 
what's it like the market, right? Like you, you they're putting their, their product out there, they're testing it out. Yeah. yeah. Everyone, and mm-hmm. then, you know, based on what such and such said now at eight years old, sometimes they're like, Oh, well, I like him and I don't necessarily like her and girls don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like it's, it's just the, the process and, and, you know, I, I do sometimes I feel bad for the kids if they are bouncing forth and, and I hear all the time, especially from the, the, uh, the parents who, whose students have IEPs. Um, you know, we have heated conversations and they're like, well, what if they don't have a teacher like you, Mr. DePaulo next year? I said, well, you know what, then you call me and we figure out how to have your yep. son be successful in, in that kind of classroom. But, you know, <laughs> I, I had my son tell him, I told my son when he had some issues with his teacher, I said, email her back and say, where does it say that in the rubric? And he goes, what? What's a rubric? I said, exactly. She never gave you the rubric. So, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> there's, if, 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 if school is going to be a game in order to win at the game, you got to play it a certain way. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a full believer in that. Yeah. If we, we run a parent helpline, if a parent calls me with a question and I can open up, you know, the, we're K to, uh, I'd be on the, uh, third to fifth grade. So I have access, I have access to the whole K through six math program. What are you having a problem with number seven? Well, the answer is 12. So let's, you know, like, <laughs> let's figure out either, you know, cause I, I just, mm-hmm. I think some of the stuff is crazy that the kids right. have to bounce through and, and what the, mm-hmm. the hoops are asked to jump through and, it's a stressful yeah. situation. It is. And I'm, I remember I taught, I always say my, well, me and my principal, like I said, when our visions, like we were talking about that, she, one of the things that we discussed um, was standardized testing, obviously. And I, and I said, Hey, I might, you know, teach things that are going to be on that test, but I'm not going to do regurgitation. I'm not doing that. I'm going right. to have them apply it. I said, if they want me to play the game, I'm going to play the game to win, but I'm going to do it in a way that I think works. Right. And even like our, our science test scores after the first year of STEM went up like 15, 20%. And oh. it, I mean, they, and they had four or five questions on there that were like, you know, application questions about certain science things that we did that year. Like there was even one, I remember we did um, a drag race unit where I built like a ramp and the kids actually made buttons with makey makeys. And then they made the equations to calculate their times. Oh, wow. And, and we did like, a and we did a tournament and they thought that was so cool. And then, the test came around and had a question about two cars going down the hill and how you would calculate their time. <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy coincidence, obviously. But I was like, I mean, that's, I mean, they're wanting you to apply the knowledge there. So why not teach now, them in a way that's fun? So that means, so, so that, that was a part of your quote unquote curriculum, right? Or the state's mm-hmm. curriculum. And that was yeah. a standardized test. So, th- so that at least m- makes me believe that what they're asking on the test is from the curriculum that we're supposed to be teaching. Exactly. And that's why you don't teach the test, right? Because mm-hmm. if you did it X, Y, and Z, you might've never had that experience with the kids and, and right. get it as opposed to, I know when, when I was in science, it was, I mean, my, my whole educational career is probably, I think why, <laughs> why Ron and I have such a good uh, rapport with the teacher nerd stuff because I had a horrible experience experience I was a horrible student I didn't care so mm-hmm. now it's like all right what could what could I have done to have to have excited like the third grade Joe or the fifth grade Joe or mm-hmm. the high school Joe who failed health and had to go to summer school for because I didn't realize I didn't know they were serious about that stuff and then you know to yeah. get, have such a tough time in college just because I didn't care and fail classes and work the weekend and and register for next semester and fail that and it was like <laughs> 
un, uh, until it was like, yo, I do care about, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a waiter for the rest of my life. So let me figure, right. you know, oh, college, you got to show up and pay attention. That's, <laughs> that ain't hard. Let's, <laughs> you know, like, let's do it. Yeah. And I mean, it's, and it's one of those things, like you said, like, that's how they, the way they want us to teach it. And I remember, I think it was last year, um, Indiana, their science standards, they like renew them and change them every so many years. And I got invited to that meeting and I was like, they're going to probably regret this because every time they had a standard, every time they had a standard, I would say, here's how I would teach it. And they're like, yeah, because it's science is all about applying. I'm like, yeah. And the standards and what, and the way we're teaching it should apply to that. And I I mean, it's not just with science, it's with every subject, but I just happened to be there for science. And I was like, you know, I mean, I remember I saw like a standard and I was like, this is exactly how I teach it. And there was like an older teacher there and they're like, no, no. And I'm like, no, this is the way I would teach it. (laughs) And I'm saying that applying that knowledge that kid won't forget that. Right. And I was like, the way you want to teach it, you're going to tell that kid to remember it. He's going to remember it for Friday's test. And then and he's going to forget it. Because that's what I did. I mean, I did that because my mom was a teacher. So like, I had to I had to be good or she would get mad at me, Yeah. which I'm glad she worked with me. But she also told me a lot of times, she's like, because I struggled. So she would work with me individually and she would kind of apply it to my world. And I always right. thought that was cool because I'm like, see, now it makes sense to me and I like it. Rather than the teacher that just told me to remember it. And I think in education, or I hope, I guess, not necessarily think that we see that change everywhere in all standards, all states, because, I mean, these different programs you're seeing pop up, whether it's a makerspace, a STEM lab, you know, a PBL room or classroom or whatever, they're being used so effectively. And even like businesses and jobs are like, man, we're finally getting employees that have the one skill we want them to have and that's critical thinking you know right, and problem right. solving. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe Dylan plays football and three about three or four years ago uh one of his buddies dad he's a machinist and and I remember him saying these kids can't think for themselves and and we had you know he's a it was a solid argument and mm-hmm. I started thinking I'm like damn he's right like our multiplication unit in third grade it's four chapters first off of multiplication. And it's like, this is how you multiply something by seven. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as opposed to saying, yo, how would you, mul- like, how would you, f-? you know, you give them mm-hmm. every strategy and you spoon feed them. And I started to think like, damn, yeah. And, and then we started to get into the making stuff and, and, you know, maybe it wasn't design thinking at first, but then the more we evolved around things like, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't because, you know, I get little eight year olds that go, this is hard. I'm like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's cry about it because crying about it fixes it. Okay, good. Tears are gone now. Let's, you know, let's try something. Like we have a big epic failure board because that's it. Like oh, I right? love it's that. A, it's a cool. test. It's right or yeah, but I'll tell you what, it is hard to, to get, get them those to put kids it on. up on the board. Is it? That's something I feel like I would try and people would tell me like, Oh, that's really cool. I wish I would have thought of that. That's awesome. Yeah. No, uh well I we Ron and I that was from Glenn, right? Ron, Glenn Robbins, uh like years ago. Yeah, I think it was. Um, because I actually after we heard him talk about it, I ended up uh texting him a couple or through Twitter a couple months later saying, Yo, what was that board called? Uh and he told me shower board. You went into to Lowe's and by shower board, I think it was six feet by eight feet. It was like 10 bucks at the time. So, you know, I cut a whole bunch of pieces up and carefully brought it into my room without really anyone seeing me. And, you know, um, <laughs> I got I got a circular saw in this hand, <laughs> drill in this hand, like. <laughs> <laughs> and my bulletin board, uh, I put it up on there and, it, and it's, 
Ron made me a big uh, epic failure sign um, with That's the engraving awesome. machine. With the laser yeah. engraver, yeah. And, you know, I'm the first one up. Mr. DiPaolo failed health class and had to go to summer school in high school. Mr. DiPaolo failed English 101 three times in college. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like. See, that's why I would put my name on it first. Because did they, exactly. did they like, accept it more once you put your name on it? Because I feel right. like if I put my name on it, then they'll be like, okay, now I feel okay with doing that. Well, and, and then we do those projects. And then it's right. like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that didn't work. Well. You know, and there are literally kids crying with the, the right. first time we did, I think it was you, you did something with uh, your science lesson, right? With severe weather. Yeah, that's what I was just looking. He's got the shelters for severe yep. weather mm -hmm. project. Yep. So, Joe so does a big one. A couple of oh, years nice. ago, we did, uh, we did that around Christmas and I threw up a picture of Santa Claus like this and a broken house. And I was like, guys, Christmas is canceled. Like, look what Santa has to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome the kids were like and i'm like let's let's see what we can do to help set so kids were making things for for and we you know ron and i took this project so much further than the original picture but we mm -hmm. had a girl out of newspaper build a six foot tall house for santa and her wife and at lunchtime or his wife at lunch right before lunch the thing collapsed and and it came down with all of her like i mean she was broke and she spent the entire recess, a, a 10, 12 minute recess, uh, pacing the softball field with her hood up and crying. <laughs> and, and the kids are like, Emily's crying. I said, that's, that's cool. I can see her. <laughs> She's crying right there. Let her cry. And she came back in and, and it wasn't six feet high. It was like three feet high and six feet wide and, you know, right. five or six feet deep. And, and, and to me, that's it. It's like, you know, I tried to do this. Mm -hmm. And when it collapsed, I had to do this. So it's like, you're not, you know, you're not a failure. Right. You don't do those projects. And those kids at, at eight years old, my, I failed my first test in fourth grade. I got a 60 on a science test. I'll never forget it. So like you have right. to give those kids the opportunity mm -hmm. to fail and, and learn from that failure. Um, hey, I got yeah. a suggestion for you, Joe, epic failure board. As you have adults come into your room, Oh. Ask them to sign up on your oh, epic failure board. That's awesome. That yeah. you're talking about, you know, principals coming in, vice yeah. principals, parents. Yep. You know, what's your epic failure? I'll tell you what, Ron. Then you're going to get them more comfortable with putting something up there. I'm glad you said that because seriously, like I was teetering, like it's it's a decent sized space. So I'm like, can I, can I utilize it better? Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah. I say keep I it wanna, up and, wanna... and invite. Yeah. I want to do one in my room now. So can you send me a picture of it? Yeah, <laughs> you don't mind? Because <laughs> I'm like, kind of wanting to do it now. I'm like, this sounds awesome. I'm to, and, and originally I had, um, you know, like different colored construction paper. But then we saw, uh, you know, that dry erase stuff. Oh, man. Like, because, you know, it's up there for one year. It went off like a bomb. And, and the kids were all over the place. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> but then I'll tell you, I don't know what happened. Like maybe a year ago or two years ago, I remember saying something to a little girl and her, she was, it was like, I don't want to be a failure. No, 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 no. Don't put me up on the board. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> you see me up all over there, right? <laughs> it's all cool. But you know, like, don't call me a failure. I said, okay, I'm not, you know, like no one's a failure. Um, yeah. But I do. I like, I like the idea of, of inviting folks in. Yeah. Um, Cause it is, it's, it's huge. Like, that's why I tell the kids at back to school night, I had parents cracking up 
And, and a lot of these parents are like, oh, so you're telling me there's hope for Johnny. I'm like, hell yes. This kid's <laughs> old and in third grade. Let's, like, I didn't figure it out till I was 25 or 26. Like, right. why, why write them off at eight years old, especially mm -hmm. if they've had a teacher right the past two years, to ask them to, to sit there and be quiet. I know you put out the other day, like, the you had a Lego, a bunch of Lego task cards. Yeah. What were some mm -hmm. of the you know, the, some of the tasks that you had, I, I, I'm looking on your teacher's pay teacher. It's like 66 different task cards. Yeah. 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 So I actually started out, it's kind of a funny story how they came about. So my first year, um, doing the STEM stuff, I, I, I thought I pretty well had figured out sixth grade, fourth grade, third, third grade for the most part and second grade. Um, and then first grade, I was like, Oh, this is kind of hard. You know, sometimes I get bored in kindergarten. It was like a whole new ball game. I remember I made a, probably a month worth of curriculum and they went through it in like a day and a half. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was like trying to think about some different things that I learned that I could apply um, maybe to my room. So what I kind of came up with is I started doing like these little like maker stations. So kids could come in and they could build what they wanted. Um, and I had these different stations and I got Legos donated so then what I started to do was I would say, you know, you can build what you want, but then I'd always have a kid come to me and be like, I'm not creative. I can't figure out what to build. And I'm like, oh, you know, that stinks. So then that's when I first came up with the Lego task cards and I just kind of wrote like random open ended questions. Like I know I, one of them that comes to my top of my head is like, I post a Twitter video about it. Um, the kids had to make a, um, some kind of vending machine. Yeah. 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 So a little girl made a gumball machine. Gumball, yeah. It was like, awesome. She actually put something in and a gumball fell out. Out of Legos? Yeah. yeah. Like, like special, special Legos or just regular Legos? She made it like flat and she made it so it like sat on a piece. And when she punched the piece out, it went like down and under. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, man, that's really like her mom sent it to me. And I was like, can I post that on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere? She's like, yeah, absolutely. Man. So that was, that's one that kind of sticks out in my mind. But like, I always try to do ones that. I just think of random things and I literally like in the morning, sometimes we'll sit there and make lists of things kids could build. My goal is to get like 120 at least up right. on there just because I think kids like using them. I remember I was in Lego club when I was in like third grade. So every month I would get Lego would send me something and you'd have to, they'd have like a problem like that, like a task and you would have to build and then take a picture and then you would back then mail it to them. You can right. post <laughs> social media. So then I would send it in. I never got in the magazine, but I always thought that was cool and it made me want to build. So that's when I kind of started doing the Lego task cards. And that's kind of like what they would entitle was I did. I remember I did one like that. I did one where you build a boat. One of them was like, your mom's having a bad day. Can you build something to help her clean the house? Oh, so wow. sometimes even it's like I try to do things with, you know, different family members or different things at school. Like one of them I had like a t teacher appreciation, make something for your teacher. And would that you, makes them happy. Like, you de design them like fancy like, or is it just like something in word and, and like a whole. So um, I have like a canvas subscription. So like, I like, I used to, before I actually had my teaching job out of high school, um, something that kind of got me also, I didn't mention this, but I actually worked for um, a app building company. So oh, cool. I, I learned how to code there and I learned how to do um, Photoshop illustrator, um, oh, cool. Canva and some other apps. So what I did was I just made like a Lego little like border and then I just put the task on the inside. Okay, cool. Put it on teacher pay teachers, people print them off. And really I've had a lot of people tell me like, man, these are awesome. I remember um, there's this one lady, her son's autistic and she bought those from me and she reached out and she's like, my son loves those. Like he, every day he wants to 
you know, she cut him up and put him like in a hat for him. Cause I talk about like how I do that with my kids. And she's like, every morning he picks a random one and he like tries to do it and he loves it. So I'm like, you know, if someone like that loves it, that makes me pretty happy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. really my kids have loved it so far. So, and they always like right now I posted out my Google classroom and then I sent it home with kids who don't have internet. Yeah. And like every day I'll get like three or four videos of kids. They're like, Hey, Mr. Sharp, this is what I made cool. and stuff. So it always makes me happy. And then, right before quarantine i actually built a lego wall oh, and i was awesome. so excited to use it i built like a you guys probably saw i built like a mario on it yeah 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 it took me like it took me like a day but i was like that's the coolest thing i've ever made by far <laughs> <laughs> and so forget the smoker it's the mario exactly. on the, yeah. the lego wall <laughs> <laughs> i told my wife i'm like i'm really proud of that and the worst <laughs> part about it was kindergartners are really honest and there's one kid that's like that's a cool mario and then another kid's like that looks nothing like mario on my <laughs> On my video game, I'm like, that's because you have the new ones. This is the classic. Right, this, this is classic, like. my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, they didn't it. believe me, so then we were Googling it. But, yeah, but that, so those – That's 64-bit Mario. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those, those cards seem to be pretty popular um, with people on my store. And personally, I like them too just because I think it's like one of those things, even if you don't teach a lot of STEM in your classroom, I tell people this is something that you could set two or three Lego bins to the side, yeah. put these cards like in a little box, have them draw one. And I always tell teachers, you know, you could use 15, 20 minutes at the end of the day to do some maker stations. My right. son used to spend two to three hours. Oh yeah. You know, on Lego. At, yeah. When, when he was, Spencer, when he was like two or three years old during the summer, that's how I would get work done. You know, like I was, <laughs> I would get work done, during the summer for the school year because right. three years old, I'm, I'm the stay at home dad, you know, like mm -hmm. to get a three hour worth of chunk of, of window, like of time, like, okay, here's my, my, my set aside money for the summer went to like Legos. a Lego, a Lego <laughs> kid a week. Yeah. And like, that's you know, awesome. You and, needed the Lego club that Spencer had where they were sending right, you yeah. something every month. <laughs> I don't remember that. Like I, I was into, uh, I guess can, constructs i think they were called when i was oh yeah 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 mm -hmm. or connects were they connects or constructs? No, they were con the constructs were okay. different than the connects okay and i do like the i like the constructs better they were like gray and had blue uh like rods uh blue connectors or something yeah. like that so you could really you know and then there was something maybe it was the connects rod that had the pulleys and everything where yeah, you yeah, could yeah. really do like machines i had those i loved those those were cool but, and that was it. Like the constructs came in. So I think I, like as a kid, I had the Lincoln logs, which I, yeah, oh yeah. which I thought I, that stunk. <laughs> oh, you didn't like Lincoln logs? I wasn't in the Lincoln logs. Come on, man. <laughs> How many log cabins can you build? You got to get creative and build oh, like man. an addition on and a, you know, two car garage. Well, well <laughs> that was it, man. When, when those constructs came out, it was like, whoa, you could, you didn't just mm -hmm. have to put them on, you know, right. branch out. Um, so I think that pulled me away from Legos to get into that. And then when we moved, we moved, we were in uh, Southwest Philadelphia and we moved uh, across the bridge to Jersey. I always thought my dad threw, I had a huge uh, play school plastic football was my toy chest. And, and I always thought my dad hated all my toys and <laughs> hey, I'm, on a, I'm on a podcast. Can you keep it down? My, my mom comes over and, you know, ruins everything. And so I thought, I thought my dad on the move threw my toy box away that had all my Star Wars and stuff. Yo, the, the, the movers lost it. Oh. And, and so I'm 40 some odd years old. And we did, we moved when we were eight. 
for the last 30 some odd years. Not that I resent, but I thought my dad threw my toys away. Joe was in therapy for the last 30 years over his toolbox. I had a huge breakthrough the other day on the couch. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, what were some of the other, you know, things that you have on your, your Teachers Pay Teacher store? So some one of the, of the ones that I've been doing and like, I had a lot on social media about, I want to write a blog post about it, maybe even do a video is the Rube Goldberg one. So the oh, kids yeah, yeah. really love that one. I had the video the one day where the yeah, kids I like saw stairs that. and he built like a ramp and then one girl uh, built one to turn her lights off. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people, all teachers in general and students love it because you can use anything in your house. And I know right. like I built, I built one in my house and I was just, probably driving my wife nuts because I'm just like pulling random things and doing like all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff and well, I was that on, like, for standing. third grade was that for third grade the Rube Goldberg because yeah yeah it, third grade, it pushes and pulls in gravity yep we yeah the same thing mm -hmm. do you know there's Rube Goldberg toys yeah I saw that online that's awesome well, by by the target well what did I get into that two years ago I think our science curriculum came came up target had them on like clearance I was oh, going wow. in and like just, just like you said, they're like random stuff and, you know, around the house, but like the toys, it's like, you know, rent like a raft. Like I'm not going to bring a raft into the classroom, yeah. <laughs> but now there's a little raft with this toy set. And I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's so much fun and it's cool just to see what the kids come up with. Right. How creative. People, yeah. And I've had a lot of people um, write reviews or email me and being like, Oh, look what my, you know, my students came up with and stuff. So I think that part's just really cool because it's one of those, Lately, I've been trying to, like, I'll just sit down for like an hour a day and just think of some cool projects that are, you know, either remote learning projects or something a kid can go outside and do that's fun. Yeah. I know my, my wife keeps on talking to me about how I need to make a slime project. I don't know if I want to make parents that mad, <laughs> as I know that's going to get messy. Right, like, right. I don't oh, like maybe. slime. I don't I like know, slime, and I don't like glitter. See, that's the number, <laughs> number one thing I don't have in my STEM room that people give me a hard time about. Like, parents come in, they're like, why don't you have glitter? I'm like, oh. I hate it. I yeah, hate and, it. <laughs> and not only that, it's so hard to clean up. It is. it is. And I'm like, I just don't want it. And they're always like, well, you could use it for this project. I'm like, I could. I'm not going to. Yeah. But I, could. I, I like to say, <laughs> what What if we didn't use glitter? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, our, our custodian is really great. And, and I do take care of my custodian because I know when we have those maker days, like mm -hmm. he, he comes in the room and, and Ron knows him. It's Robert. <laughs> he comes in the room. He's like, yeah, but I mean, I definitely think like with a lot of the remote learning projects, like I the Rube Goldberg one, I did like a paper bridge one recently I put up there. And lately, I've just been thinking about different ways that like materials kids will have at home. That way, you know, they're not left out just because they don't have something. And a lot of times, right. too, I tell the kids, like, oh, I got an email the other day. A kid's like, can I use, you know, this material instead of this material? I'm like, absolutely. Like, use what you have and make it the way you want to make it. You're not going to, I mean, that's not doing it's what's going to keep you from trying learning and right. failing and being able to apply that knowledge rather than not doing it at all because you didn't have tape for, you know, for your Rube uh, Goldberg cards. Are, are you saying like uh, try and make a machine to do this or like try and use this, this and this to do something like, are you, is it specific or is it just, it was the one I posted online was actually pretty open-ended. I'm thinking about going back and changing it because now I'm getting kids that will do like one or two steps, whereas maybe I want it to be so many well, re chain reactions. That's what I was thinking. Like, cause mm -hmm. like I said, we do it for third grade and I did a flip grid uh, thing for it 
And yes, I did that too. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm almost like one of, I've been uh, seeing some things with gamifying. Um, we've been trying to gamify our math lessons for fractions and divisions. Like, hey, here's the mm -hmm. lesson, but then you get extra points for doing this. And, and I give them, I'm trying to entice them 25 points to make a Wii video video on how to divide. Um, yeah, but everyone's doing the stupid little five and ten point, you know. <laughs> so I, I was thinking just that, uh, you know, you get X amount of points for this many steps, or then right. you know, taking it to the next level gets you ten points. Points, then, right? Like, you know, I like that. With the gamification, and everything. Uh, one thing, Stacy, and Stacy works for a lobbying firm, so I always run my ideas by her, and I always, you know, show her my videos, and she's like, "What's the point of the game?" And I'm like, well, we have a teacher in fourth grade named Mr. Weller. So the, the point of this game is to beat the math over the evil math overlord, Mr. Smeller, who's a fourth grade math teacher. <laughs> and, and she goes, but what do you get if you win? I'm like, you win. <laughs> like, you win. Yeah, you win. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, what do you get if you win a video game? You freaking right. win. You win. Like, yeah. That it. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of, and that's kind of how the Rube Goldberg thing actually kind of started because I had a bunch of kids actually email me. They're like, I'm doing my remote learning. I'm so bored. So I post on all the Google classrooms, like this curriculum I made. I said, if you build a Rube Goldberg machine, I'll give you five bonus points, even though pretty much all of them have like A pluses at this point, right, you know, yeah. right. but then they're like, Oh, I'm going to do it. And I'm going <laughs> to get my family involved. So I got like all these emails from parents, like a, like a whole family, you know, doing them together. And that's why I was like, maybe, you know, next year I require it. And I say, Hey, you need to do this many steps right. because some of them, I mean, granted someone probably did them by themselves and other people probably had their parents help them, but some of them were like really complex and really cool. And then there were some that I was like, okay, that, that took you just like 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's, you know, what you do is you, if you do gamify it, you know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. how, how many steps you have is how many points you get. And, right. Well, you know, something like that. What I like every time we do something in class, like with, with Ron's lab, I'm always like, Hey Ron, we, we just ran this tournament. Can, can you get us like a 3d printed uh, trophy? trophy, or something. trophy. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know? And, and Ron has, I mean, he's provided, you know, mm -hmm. a couple of them because we will run during that RTI time uh, a, a multiplication tournament, a, a division right tournament you know and um it's it's awesome to have and and you said before you have a printing pen yeah i got pens 3d pens yep yeah um you know just to to have something i guess at eight years old that that could be the carrot because those kids you know mm -hmm. and right back i yep. mean it's like this big you know it is like yeah. well hold on is it three inches or four yeah, maybe three <laughs> inches but you know yeah. what it is it's 3d printed so that's what makes yeah. it exciting you know what i mean we, it's we, not the trophy we have a we have a little stage that we built in front of the classroom that that the kids own and the kids are all you know they'll raise a question they're like can i go up on the stage and we're like yeah go ahead and, he, and they get up on the stage and they get the class's attention <laughs> so so when we present the trophy man we i get up on stage and i call the little kid up on stage and i'm like handing him the trophy like, <laughs> like, man, your two you handles on the side right they, they eat it up. Yeah. they're all about it and you know what if if that's what's going to get the you know and and the kid that won the multiplication uh is an e well he's not his his parents speak spanish he's he's not ell he 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 does have a deficient he's a language he's a language deficient student so it's it's really hard for him to understand things it's hard right. for him to to take his thought yo he crushed it the kids couldn't touch him and, yeah. and when, his, when his stick was getting drawn, they were like, oh, God, I pass, I pass, <laughs> you know, and, and it was cool to bring him up there and, you know, 
And right. so, you know, we write the little note in the agenda and then I go to Google uh, translate and, you know, put it in there and then write it in Spanish, you know, and, and he's, you know, and then the note comes back. Alex is such a good boy. I'm like, he is a great boy. boy. <laughs> you know, like, but, but that's it. And, and that's mm. what's, it's cool to be hooked up with like teachers like Ron that, you know, yeah. that push the same thinking and, and, mm. well, you, know, the, you know, like they go to his class and I mean, we started, we, I started the whole spark project in my class because when he first started teaching technology, it was supposed to be an extra special for us. But like, you know, Ron and I were pretty tight. So I'm like, yo, it's your first year teaching. I'll hang out and, you know, I'll be like, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll sit back just, you know, not, not that he needed help with discipline, but two teachers in the room when, when kids are, are on computers and stuff. Helps. And, and <laughs> yes, no, yeah. most definitely. So then they're doing things and I'm like, damn, can I let them do this, you know, during RTI? And they'd be like, sure. And, and it just, it rolled yeah. into like our, a, a, a part of our RTI program. And, and last year he, him and the other technology teacher uh, wrote grants for spark carts. So we, we have snowball mics, we have cameras, we have uh, makey makeys. And it's, That's awesome. it's, just, it's, it's really cool mm -hmm. to see that take over. You know, it's, it's, it's really tough though, uh, our district does put a lot of weight on scores and, and, yeah. and, you know, I guess the data shows if you do this stuff, your test scores probably aren't going to go up, you know, but you know, you, what, what you, you know, your, your results are, are different than that data shows. Yeah. And, and I know uh, a guy I referenced before, Glenn Robbins, like he even said when he did our design thinking uh, seminar, one of them that we sat through, he goes, you know what, your, your scores are probably going to go down. But do you want test takers, or do you, or, want, or do you want kids that can yeah. that get that can think on their own and problem solve? No, but I I definitely agree, and that's like one of the biggest things too is like your different ways of thinking like that and stuff. And I mean, um, back to what you're saying about making it even you know some things you can't make them as applicable to real life as just making it like a game or fun. Like I know uh, for Christmas I had this on my teacher pay teacher store too, but. Uh, people usually buy this during Christmas. It's a sleigh unit. So kids build a ramp and a sleigh and I have a competition and I announce the winner over the announcements and they share a box of candy canes, right. which funny story about that is the first year I tell my wife, like buy a box of candy canes. And I figured she'd buy like the dollar box of candy canes. And she's like, I bought the ones I want. It was like the real expensive, like sour patch. Kids oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? So every year, the kids that are younger that are going to do it when they're, cause they do it in fifth and fourth, fifth and sixth compete against each other for it. And they're always like, are you going to have a good box of candy canes? Like, now that you brought it up. Yes, I will have to do that again. So do they, do they make a real, like, like legit sled and a ramp to uh, well, they use cardboard, and I, I one thing I have like a bunch in my room is make a deuce. You have you guys heard of those? Yeah, yep, yeah. So they have like where you put cardboard together with the uh, cardboard screws. And yeah. last year was the first year that I actually limited how tall their ramp could be, but everything is based off of speed. So I'm like, well, if your ramp is X inches tall, you still got to cover this amount of inches going down. And we learn about how a lot of times the kids learn about friction and losing speed to friction potential um being converted into kinetic energy so really like it's one of my units that's most packed honestly one of my uh units with most packed with like standards i would say but it's like the kids most fun one that i do for like a month and a half that's awesome. so just making it like a game like that like you were saying like even my kids like i did that the one time thinking like 
I might get one more kid to care. And it was like, no, everybody cared about a box of candy canes. Yeah. yeah. Even if you just make it a competition yeah. at times, you know, like that <laughs> yeah, changes yep. everything. Oh yeah, definitely. That's even in the shoes, you know, the shoes for a cause project, they started to get competitive over the bidding, you know, oh, yeah. that was a Tracy Nicole Smith on, mm-hmm. on Twitter. I mean, she, yeah. she wound up with, $150 for the one pair yep. of slides, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then actually wound up paying $225 in donations. Wow. You right. know, for a pair of cardboard and, you know, foam slides <laughs> that probably didn't fit. Exactly. <laughs> and then, I mean, that's so cool for the kids because now they're like, oh, look what I made. I made something that's awesome and it yeah. helped this. And it's, well, you know, she legit. had them on the other day on Earth Day. She took a picture <laughs> I of saw them that. and yeah. tweeted them out, you know. <laughs> And you guys didn't have them make websites to like uh, to try and promote their own. No, well, we made one no. big website. Right. Yeah. I made a major website because um, we were having, you know, the Google form was on there for the mm-hmm. bidding to happen. And, right, right, right. You know, so it was a little more in depth. Yeah. I think for the years to come too, from what I've heard from people on Twitter and you have probably, I mean, there's a lot of classrooms like, let us know when you do this next yeah. year together because we want to do it. So. I'm hoping next year we can do like some Zooms and we can get more people involved, raise more money. I think it could be a big deal and be something really cool that you see in a lot of states. It's on my store for free too. And I get people constantly being like, man, this thing is jam packed. I could do this for two or three months. I'm like, exactly. Like that's why I put it on there for free because I feel like it's something, you know, we're passionate about and we spend a lot of time doing and we want more people to do and help, you know, raise money. Yeah. And I think what we'll maybe, you know, in the fall connect and then do it as a winner you know, if we keep it as like a winter activity, yeah, it, it kind of works out. Definitely. That'd be cool. And then we could start to promote getting other people involved, set up some kind of Google form or something like yes. that. Yeah, definitely. Teachers to get involved. One of these times I need to come visit you guys. You guys yeah. Yeah. take me to get some burgers. And yeah, 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 yeah. Are, so are, are you a Hoosiers fan? Are you into like Indiana basketball? So real quick, I'll show you. This is... This is on my wall right here, if you can see that. <laughs> so this is, this is uh, I'm a pretty big Notre Dame fan. This whole room is decked out in Notre Dame stuff. I actually, okay. I, did a wood, I did a wood pallet wall when I first moved in. That's out awesome. of, I, live in, I live on a farm, so I just went and took a bunch of pallets. We, I live on a pretty big farm, Wait, actually. Yeah, so. That's pallet wood? Yeah, I just went out there, and I, I uh, cut them up, and I sized the wall up, and I did all my stuff. I actually did a wood pallet ceiling in my daughter's room, too. That's yeah. awesome. Is it untreated or do you like, do you put, uh, what's that? Like uh, not olive oil. What's it like turtle oil or something? Do you, people do that. I didn't do that with this one. No, I sanded them a little bit if they were a little rough, but like, even like this piece here, it looks a little rough, but it kind of looks cool just because it gives a character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. I, yeah. I, got, I got a blank. I got a blank one in my garage. That's in really good condition. Um, there you go. But yeah, but you would need a lot to do it. You know, I got, yeah, I well, got one. I'm, I'm, I did, uh, I like to do the palette. Like uh, I have a couple of palette flags mm-hmm. and uh, scarecrows. Like I like spray right. paint. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, like it, it just gave us something fun projects to do. So that's cool. Yeah, I've done. I did the wall. I did the ceiling upstairs, and then I did a I did a chair for my wife, like a mega chair for our back patio. It holds like eight people. That's at a, awesome. at a, <laughs> oh wait, eight people? It could probably fit about yeah six to eight people. It's oh, it's like huge. Oh. The cushion we got for it, we couldn't find a cushion big enough because I built it for her for our anniversary. So she just bought a dog bed to throw on there. <laughs> so it's oh, pretty cool. big, but like I bought like four beams or like four or five beams and then I used the base 
for pallets in the back, but like the um, arms and the support is like um, big, thick, like six by six, being like okay. nice. And thin, so oh, that's uh, awesome. Cool. I like doing wood projects, and I kind of started doing those when I became a STEM teacher because I'd always tell the kids, I'm like, look, I failed at this, and I had to go to Lowe's and buy more wood and embarrass yeah, right. myself in front of the whole store. There's <laughs> that epic failure board. Exactly. I, I think wood is the is the most forgiving medium, you know, yes. to build with and everything. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I'll have to come down and hang out with you guys sometime for sure. Yeah, we'd love it, man. We'll, <laughs> you got dinner on us. Come on Yeah, down. most definitely. Oh, hey, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Spencer, where can, where can people reach out to you if they want to get in contact? Yeah, so um, the nice part is Sharp the Builder was kind of a name that one of my buddies came up with and the logo. And um, for the most part, Sharp the Builder on all social medias. My website Sharp the Builder. The only thing that's not is uh, my email is sharpthebuilder2020 at gmail.com. And I always forget to add that 2020 in. Someone already had Sharp the Builder, which I was disappointed. Uh. But, yeah, one of my buddies was like, remember Bob the Builder growing up? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you should do Sharp the Builder for your store. And I was like, nice. I'm going to do that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, again, thank you so much. Yes, um, thank you like I said, I'll reach out to you. Mm -hmm. uh, in the fall, we'll do some, we'll do a project and, uh, it's been great. It's been great talking yeah. to you. And, uh, Definitely. Twitter's the best. I've made more friends from Twitter maybe than I have my whole life. No kidding. <laughs> and, and the ideas and, and oh, yeah. the other thing is, you know, like you said on, on, with Twitter, how good it is, is getting the kids projects out there. So they see like an, there's an mm -hmm. audience. It's not just for me. Right. You, you know, you got something out there to the whole world. That's, I had a kid build a foot piano yesterday and I posted it today and Makey Makey retweeted it. So then, awesome. I, so then I, so I emailed him and showed him. He's like, that is so cool. Right. That's, like, yeah, that's it is awesome. Recognition, right. That's the recognition yep. right there. I yeah. don't do it for a grade. Like I'm going to do exactly. something and someone halfway around the world is going to be like, yo, that's, that's, right. that's awesome. Yeah. We, we should do this again. Like after, uh, after everything comes to a close on like how making was probably one of the best things for these kids in their life. I don't want to say yeah, the best definitely. thing because I guess yeah. it all depends on the student and, right. and you know, the grade and, and the, I guess the curriculum, a lot of <sighs> extenuating circumstances. Right. right. But, but I, I mean, th this is where I feel, this is where our kids for my third grade are thriving. Um, yes. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, they're reading. Yeah. They're putting, we love stickiesio.com. So they can read something and, and we're using signposts and they'll pop it up. You know, they're thinking up there, but then, you know, they're like, Oh, I got an idea on how we can, uh, you know, snowboard and still social distance. I'm like, write it up. Let's go like to, to me. And, and you know what, is it writing a fairy tale? No, but is there, is there, is there parts of the curriculum from writing that's going to fit into that? Heck yeah. And if he doesn't want to write a fairy tale and would rather write that, you know, like reading's writing, mm -hmm. I don't want to write a fairy tale either. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just, that's to me. So maybe, you know, why don't we try and do this in a couple of weeks or. Yeah. Heck yeah. Maybe, maybe in June or July, you know, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 Yep. Teacher nerds, teacher nerds knocking on your door. Open up, let's take your teaching further than before. Give it a try. Don't be shy. There's nothing there to lose. Worst thing that happens, kids get pain on their shoes. We're talking teacher nerds. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Nerds Podcast. Keep up with every new episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or anywhere you listen. Remember to visit teachernerds.com 
And that's Nerds with a Z. Follow us on Twitter at Teacher Nerds and on Instagram at Teacher Nerds Podcast. And thank you for being one of the Teacher Nerds.